Good day and welcome to Partakers and to our Easter 2013 series, A Gog, A Glimpse of God. We are on day 29 of our adventure, looking together at the life of the most amazing person in human history, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we look briefly at Jesus crucified and dead. So far we have seen that Jesus has been betrayed by a friend Judas, who later killed himself. We know also that Jesus was denied three times by perhaps one of his closest friends, Peter. Upon that third denial, a rooster crowed, and Jesus gave Peter a look of love. Jesus, of course, had predicted that Peter would deny him three times. Even when being denied by the closest of friends, Jesus loved that close friend. Jesus has also, as we have seen, been condemned to death by the Roman governor Pontius Pilate. Pilate was urged on by the crowds, and in particular by the religious authorities, to pronounce a condemnation of crucifixion upon Jesus. Now let us look at the Gospel of John, chapter 19, and starting to read at verse 17. Carrying his own cross... Jesus went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him and with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Jesus, bearing his own cross, was killed as a common criminal. We read that Pilate was responsible for fixing the sign, The King of the Jews, onto his cross despite the protests of the religious authorities. The clothes of condemned prisoners were given to soldiers on duty, at which point they gambled to see who would get them. Even when he himself was in utter sheer agony, Jesus still showed concern for his mother, committing her to the Apostle John. The site of crucifixion was always chosen purposely to be outside of the city walls because Jewish law forbade such action within the city walls. This was for sanitary reasons, as crucified bodies were sometimes left to rot on the cross for days. It was also to serve as a disgrace, a convincing warning and deterrent to passers-by. Sometimes the subject, the person who was crucified, was eaten while alive and still on the cross by wild beasts and birds. Jesus' face was punched and he was probably beaten beyond recognition. The scourging, the whipping, would have reduced his flesh to something like raw hamburger mince. The whips which were used had pieces of glass and rocks stuck to the cord so as to inflict as much damage as possible. Jesus also had a crown of thorns pushed into his scalp and the robe which he wore would have congealed with blood. Having been condemned and now crucified, Jesus eventually dies. 
Let's look together at John chapter 19. Start reading at verse 28. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked the sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jews didn't want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. By reading the gospel accounts, we know in Jesus' final moments he utters, I am thirsty, and cries out, it is finished. The desires of the Jewish authorities to fulfill the rituals was important, because the Sabbath fell within the Passover festival. The breaking of legs sped up the process of death, because Jesus wouldn't have been able to push himself up. However, because he was already dead, the Roman soldiers did not break them. The piercing of Jesus' side and the flow of blood and water together proved Jesus was really dead. So there is Jesus, condemned, crucified, and dead. Where were his friends, the other's disciples, and the other followers of Jesus? Peter had been interrogated about Jesus, so was still in the city somewhere. The other disciples had fled and were probably in hiding, wondering still, why their master had to die such a death, even though Jesus told them many times it would occur and why. There is Jesus on the cross, abandoned by all his friends and family, being mocked by the Romans and the Jews, abandoned except for two people who were very close to him, his mother Mary and his close friend, indeed beloved friend, John. Mary and John both witnessed Jesus' agonizing death. And in a matter of sheer poignancy, John and Mary are asked by Jesus to take care of each other as family. As he has said throughout his ministry, Jesus' mission would involve his death. But that's not the end. Oh no, not by a long way. Come back tomorrow for day 30 of our series of Gog as we continue to look together at that most extraordinary man, Jesus Christ, through the gospel accounts. We will see together some of the other events surrounding Jesus' death and their significance. See you soon at Partakers.